Yo! What <laughs> up, man? What's happening? What's going on with everybody? Welcome, How's everybody welcome, welcome doing? to Religiously Incorrect The first podcast. Sunday of 2022. I'm water. I'm spilling water. <laughs> what a start. Of 2022. How y'all happening? doing? Uh, welcome, welcome. Come on in. Come on in, saints. Saints, friends, saints and ain'ts. Everybody. Hey, like, share. Like, share. Tag. Comment. Tag somebody who needs to see this. Cuss. Stuff. <laughs> Happy New Year to everybody. <laughs> and don't tell me y'all ain't y'all sleepy. Y'all was out till three yeah, o'clock in the morning last y'all. night. We, we, we saw y'all shooting off them guns. I, I, exactly. I, exactly, man. I mean, and it was wild. You know, I felt bad for the Saints trying to leave church, you know, because we, you know, we had the late night, mm-hmm. you know, service because we're old school like that. It, all you heard was just pop, pop, pop everywhere, man. Every, just everywhere. I mean, they started like at eight o'clock. I'm like, dude, right, they started right. at eight o'clock. And it was cast out there with AK 47. <laughs> I don't know if it was the Taliban. I said they had that, they had they had they crossover service too. Exactly. They crossed over. And somebody's about to cross over. You keep on shooting like that. It's about to cross over. <laughs> hey, I, I saw a post. My girl Leah put up a post that said, Y'all was out there mingling and jingling. Now your throats are tingling. <laughs> Y'all, hey, how was watch night? Y'all, y'all did a crossover service. We did a crossover service. It was wonderful. We had a great time, yeah. man. Uh, you know, just trying to trying to keep the people out of harm's way. But I, I do understand the old school way. But you know, yeah. it was good for us, and we we got it done, got it over, and I went home and relaxed with the wifey. You know what I mean? It was our anniversary, so well, the benefit you know. of being old school. I, we don't want to hear about your anniversary, Jeff. We know where this is going. <laughs> I said I didn't say nothing. Hey, last time y'all had anniversary. <laughs> Three months later. Three months later. Here come the baby. Right. So here's the benefit of being old school. We were one of the few churches actually online late at night. Right. So there was no like Sunday morning. Everybody's just skipping through and watching everybody. So I'm going to stick with it because since most people have jumped to eight, nine and, and six, 1030 is, is the prime time slot. This is the second Baptist. So we're going we gonna to stick with it for the time being, you know, but it's it was a, it was a blessed time. We did I our think thing. next year I'm going to do mine at one o'clock. After one o'clock afterwards. <laughs> Just start after. after it's like after. watching the ball drop the second time. You know what I mean? Uh, but, you know, it, it, it was good, man. It's a new year's 2022. We hope it's a little better than 2021. Absolutely. Uh, the, in other news, Jeff, we are geared up for tomorrow night's grand Ben finale. Well, you know. It might not just be a Ben finale. <laughs> if we lose, it might be a Mayfield finale too. Well, it, might, it might be a, it might be a both, Baker. Both quarterbacks might Baker be a Baker finale. <laughs> well, you know, you guys have been eliminated. Well, not 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 no, not. You're eliminated. Way. You're eliminated. How? The Broncos beat the Chargers. Did they re- uh, you're officially out. So, oh, but wow. you know what? That makes it worse because now the Browns is going to come in angry, and all their pride is going to be. It's, pointed it's, towards see, but that you know that's that's ben. what I did not, because for years we've had that that stigma of yes as long as we beat Pittsburgh as long as we beat Pittsburgh I, don't, I hate that as no forget we that Pittsburgh. we out the playoffs I don't care if we win or lose well it's well stupid. okay well, well how about y'all try to lose then okay because I do have a request somebody tag Miles Garrett somebody tag Miles Garrett I have a request <laughs> listen let Ben retire in peace. Absolutely Let not. Let him retire with all his legs. Absolutely <laughs> not. This cat send Robocop ben. to <laughs> send Robocop <laughs> to his. <laughs> ben, ben is like the bionic man at this point. He wears like three sets of shoulder pads, and Miles Garrett. I mean, 
I, I have great respect for his game. You know, TJ Watt, hopefully, you know, he has a great game too. But uh, I mean, don't go too hard on him. You know, don't go too I hard. I just want to see Chubb do what he do. Chubb, Chubb, the do Chubb, do Chubb, you know what? If Chubb should be at Pittsburgh. That's all oh, I got to say. No, no. Uh, he, I don't know, but anyway. So, so we don't have video evidence of this, but I'm sure everybody already saw it. Uh, let's start with the first one. What would you do if somebody walked in your church and just stole on your deacon? Well, I'm from Youngstown. <laughs> so, so it's about to be a scrap up in there. President, Pre- President Harrison knows something <laughs> about that. Let me see the comments, Mike. President, President Harrison knows something about that. Uh, we, we all saw the video. You know, the pastor did explain later that the young man was troubled, uh, you know, and he had some problems he was going through, I guess, just got out of an intervention or whatever. But here's what I give credence to. For anybody that didn't see the video, Church Fight, we're not going to play it because it's already been played a thousand times. I was proud of that deacon because he was ready. Oh, I yeah. mean, he, he oh, didn't yeah. flinch. He jumped right up and and took care of business out of pastor, which I feel is my role model. <laughs> he stayed in that pulpit. He stayed in, he, he stayed in the pulpit. Marcus. That's, that's Marcus. 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 Mar- Stop now, Marcus. All right now, Marcus. <laughs> that would not be my testimony. No, that would be me. <laughs> that would not be my that, testimony. That would be me. That would nah, be me. I mean, but I mean, obviously – you know, the guy had issues and we would have to see, you know, see, you know, we try to stop that. You know, Hey, I had somebody, I got somebody like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Who got some, who got some, got, got a few got, issues. Got a few you issues gotta so you got to be careful. Yeah. Here's the thing that I, when people commented on it and as usual, people who don't really go to church or probably want to find some kind of, you know, uh, negative scandal behind it. Even when the pastor explained that the young man had a problem and that he had an issue, People still like, yo, nah, something must have happened. He must be messing with his wife or he must have did something. He must have done that. He must have. Maybe people really are just troubled. And and it doesn't have to be some scandal or, you know, because I know people would just love to hear that somebody did something to them. Especially in a church. In we a church. love we love to right. have rumors and, you know, yeah. instigate, you know, yeah, church. Something else is behind oh, what, what happened. People and have issues. They have it issues. Happens. Yeah. All over the world. Speaking you know, of people so. with issues, Antonio Brown. <laughs> speaking of people with issues, you know, this is not a sports episode, but pray for our brother, brother AB. Pray for brother AB. Walked everywhere off the he field, go, everywhere, he, everywhere goes, he goes, it's just like he walked off the field today, removed his clothes, danced, walked across danced the field, danced in the end zone. End zone. <laughs> you know, uh, there's stories out there that that you know. As one friend put it, they were messing with his money because he claimed they claimed that you know he wasn't being put in or I guess getting the ball thrown his way he wanted. Now Bruce Arians just came out before we went live with a comment that he did try to put AB in the game several times and he refused and he told him you're done then. And I guess that's when this true. But who knows the real? Bernie Mac would have said, "If you're messing with my money, it's gonna be trouble, trouble, that's trouble." It. That's it. <laughs> That's it. But I mean, AB, everywhere he goes, man, there's been problems. And I mean, he already was faking vaccinations and stuff anyway. Right, right. So, right. Uh, I mean, the Steelers will take him. I mean, you know, we don't have <laughs> we don't have Juju. So, we'll, it, no, we'll take him because you know what he does? He does good for like three games. We'll take him for the rest of this season. You know, and just let it be what it's going to be. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, wish the best to him. Young man is, you know, stealing on deacons in the church and anybody who dares to do it. And one of these churches like Pastor Jess, where he's really about it, about it, he comes from the yo, and, you know, you just tear somebody up. But what we really came to do is share the meme of the week. Well, before we do the meme of the week, before we comes. do the meme of the week, we got to give a shout out 
to Mom Betty. Yeah. I'm Thank sorry. you for being a friend. Whoa. That's not how it goes. <laughs> Somebody travel down the road and back again. Yeah, Say we started from the bottom, but we're here now. <laughs> See what I'm talking about. This is this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Whoa. I did if you could tell anybody. Cut the mic. <laughs> Cut the mic. Ma Betty, Mother Betty, Ma Betty White. It feels like a church mother died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she really was our friend. You know, and the golden and girl. She was the golden girl, but she was past gold. She was like platinum. <laughs> going on rust. She went from she went from platinum to going on rust <laughs> with the mothballs and the, the moths and the canker worm have eaten. <laughs> but she was like one of them people you thought could never die. She was just cool. I mean, just all the way cool. Hilarious. Funny. Hilarious. Yeah, always in skits and shows and, and all of those things. Uh, you know, and I did see some church jokes that went too far. I saw one where they put her in like a church mother's habit, like the white and with the hat. And, <laughs> you know. I, want, I wonder if they're going to, if they, because you know us, we will make a picture with Snoop, Tupac. And- oh, so she's in heaven. <laughs> Who is she in heaven with? She, she is, they're probably putting a picture with all the black people, like yeah, Marvin yeah. Gaye, Luther Vandross. She, she, got, she got the pass. She got It'd the picnic Phyllis pass. Phyllis Hyman and Betty White. <laughs> she got the picnic pass. She, she's been invited to the cookout. She's been invited to the cookout. She probably brings green bean casserole or something, but she's been invited to the cookout. She's from Ohio. She, yeah, she is from Ohio. She's from Ohio. Yeah, yes, so yes. So. She's probably racist and we didn't know it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Actually, they had good uh, stories about her being very friendly to African-American good, actors and all. So good, good. rest in peace, Betty White. And in your honor, here's the meme of the week. And our meme of the week. Meme of the week. Welcome to Religiously Incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you. Send us your memes of the week. These are all jokes. We are just playing. That's our new, that's our new intro. That's our intro. Meme that's, our, <laughs> that's our meme of the week intro. Here it is. Moses, when he came down from the mountain. Now, Pastor Jeff, you know why it's funny to us? Because we grew up on the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. The kids won't get it. The kids won't get it. They they have no clue. Yeah, but they do. They they know what that means. Here's another thing the kids won't get. And he looks kind of like Yul Brenner, the dude that played the Pharaoh. Oh yeah, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> the guy in the meme looks like now. You you know I was raised around grandparents. He looks a little bit like Yul Brenner. At first I was like, who? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, I'm old man. So the meme of the week is Moses when he came down from the mountain, and look my down. favorite line of the movie. My God gives you a calf of gold. It's <laughs> my favorite line in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's the hands on the hips for me, right? You you know you know. Can I just can we just go, go ahead, man? You know, old school Baptist black preacher will say them Negroes, them Negroes, them Negroes. What them, is them, them Negroes doing? They didn't took all the jewelry. <laughs> they they didn't took all the gold, all the chains, all the ice. And they dedicate. He's like, I mean, he's like a mama to come home and realize that nobody put the meat out from the freezer. Mm-hmm. Nobody washed the dishes. Nobody washed the, to dishes. Wash the dishes. Yeah, yeah. That that's that that's that look right there. That's 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 disappointment. Absolutely frustration. And you can tell he just threw some tablets down and put his hands on his hips like that. And that's when we found out 
there were homosexuals <laughs> in the Bible. <laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <laughs> you about to do them down all girly. <laughs> Take them then. And that's when the fight broke and out. That's when the fight broke out. That's when the fight go out. <laughs> Drink all the Kool-Aid. Drink all the Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's that's hilarious. All right. If you have a meme of the week, make sure you send it to us. Religiously incorrect podcast at gmail.com. Anything religion or church related. If it's funny, we'll talk about it. Let's hit our sponsors right quick. We want to thank greatest sponsors in the world. Phillips Care Cleaning Service, residential and commercial cleaning are their specialty. They do everything from floor cleaning to deep cleaning, move in, move out, upholstery. They even just do maintenance, you know, homes, installations, repairs, anything you can think of uh, surrounding houses or properties in or outdoors. And speaking of outdoors, Phillips Care Lawn Care Services. I know it's cold, but, you know, global warming, well, it'll probably be 70 degrees in a week or so. So they'll take care of your lawn. They do plowing, leaf removal. You might as well go ahead and book them now. For the spring, get your spring done. cleaning done, you know, edging, trimming and all of that. We thank the Phillips Care family of businesses for being sponsors. If we, we encourage you to patronize them, look them up on Facebook, Phillips Care LLC or contact Fernando at 330-219-7916 and tell him Pastor Todd and Pastor Jeff sent you and he will not give you a discount. Absolutely not. You will not get a discount at all. But he'll say, I know them. They never pay. <laughs> they never pay me. All right, y'all. Today's subject, today's title, today's show is called Christ versus Culture. Now, it was going to be a rap battle between me and uh, <laughs> Pastor Jeff. I was going to be Christ and he was going to be uh, Culture. But instead, uh, what we're going to do is talk about, particularly in the African-American context, how our cultural awareness, our historical awareness, our honoring of our ancestors, Kwanzaa just came to its conclusion Saturday night is the seven day Saturday night, the annual Kwanzaa celebration. uh, You know, it had its conclusion. I'm honest. I don't know a whole lot. We brought somebody on who actually knows what they're talking about because this is, this has not been a part of my, my life really, but we've gained in recent years so much more. Absolutely. Awareness and knowledge of who we are, our history, but it started to cross over into the church. Yes. And how much does culture impact us and affect us and how much should it how much should we involve our culture and some people would say not at all right you know but we we want we want to talk about it if you know somebody especially our pro-black brothers and sisters our conscious woke brothers and sisters tag somebody share this video we're talking yes tag everybody in this uh this is christ versus culture share like leave your comments we want to hear but first let's just talk about kwanzaa you know, Pastor Jeff, uh, does your church celebrate Kwanzaa? And have you ever been a part of a church that celebrated Kwanzaa? And, and as soon as we give this little answer, we're going to bring our guests in and talk about it. Now, my church currently does not. We have not. We have talked about it. We have discussed it. And we're discussing it for next year. Uh, the previous church that I was at, we hosted the second day every year of Kwanzaa. And it was a phenomenal event. Uh, it was very cultural. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit more after we bring on our guests actually talk about it and talk to you if you don't know what Kwanzaa is I think it's I think it's worth listening to and I think you'll get a lot of insight from our guest our guest today is uh none other than my cousin she is 
a phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal woman. She does a lot in the community, a lot with her sorority, as well as with her church, as well as with Kwanzaa. So without further ado, I want to bring to the audience and bring to you all today, my cousin, Sister Crystal Davis. Crystal Davis, give it up for Crystal. Good evening, Crystal. How are you? Good evening. I'm good. How are you? Oh, awesome. we're wonderful. Awesome. Awesome. We're wonderful. Awesome. Now, just, just, uh, I have to brush up on a little bit, but Kwanzaa is a Swahili term, right? Yes. Which means, which means first or first fruits, or is, is that correct? That's and that, that's probably the reason church folk don't like because it's too, too close to time. It's too close to time. <laughs> too close to time. Right, right. Yeah, I don't want to hear about no first fruits unless you're giving it to the Lord. <laughs> It's actually patterned after um, the African harvest celebration. So it's a celebration of the harvest. So the first fruits is, you know, the fruits of the harvest and the labor. So, okay. So they don't harvest in Africa until December? What was that? So they they, they don't harvest in Africa until around December? Is that like their calendar schedule? It's an American celebration, but it was patterned after the African harvest celebration. Okay. So okay. And it just tends to be at the end of the year because it's a time to kind of reflect on the year and what you've accomplished and looking forward to, you know, making plans for what you intend to do coming up. So. Okay. So can you, can you just go down the, 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 all the, I can't think of the name. Principles. Of the principles. The principles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, it's a seven-day celebration, so it's the 26th, December 26th to January 1st. Seven days, and each day is a principle. So the first principle is umoja, which means unity. Um, And that just deals with, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's unity within the family, the community, the home, and and the race. Um, And then it is, let me see, kujichagalia, self-determination. So that is defining for ourselves and naming ourselves and doing for ourselves instead of being named, defined, and spoken for by others. Um, Ujima, collective work and responsibility. So it is saying that our brother's problem should be our problem. We need to work as a unit to solve problems together. Um, let me think. Ujama, operative economics is the next step. So it encourages creating black businesses and supporting black businesses. So having our own instead of having others to get our stuff. Um, Kaumba, I'm trying to think if I'm right, if I'm going to work. Okay, Kaumba, um, wait, I left, I left something that way now. Moja, Ujichagalina, Ujima, Ujama, Optive Economics, Nia, Purpose, Kaumba, Creativity, and then mm-hmm. faith. Imani faith. Amen. Amen. Now, Pastor Todd, I, all those all those principles, I can literally find biblical examples for. Well, they, they they are they're universal principles that any community, any group of people who have a mutual concern for each other, and that does include the church or the kingdom people, believers. I think, you know, our church does not celebrate Kwanzaa. I was not raised in a church that celebrated Kwanzaa. Uh, But I think that as African-American churches especially, there is much to be gained. I think people feel like it is, first of all, being at Christmas time, a replacement 
or some type of alternative that will draw people away from the Christian base. And I honestly think people are just scared of words that are African, scared of uh, other languages, and just feel like they're going too deep. Maybe it sounds like too much like tongues to them. It sounds like you speak another tongue. You say that. I mean, you know, and, and, hey, if you say it fast enough, you can join a Pentecostal church and, and you, you're good. You know, but uh, but in all seriousness, even if I presented, I'm sure there would be people who have misgivings. Some people, it just might be simply why it's an extra thing. Why can't we just promote these principles just in general without applying to a holiday? It may be even the ritual candle lighting and those things. It just feels too religious to people. And I think that's a part of the pushback. It, it feels I'm not saying it is. It, we all know it's not meant to be a religious thing. It's not meant to be its own religion or any type. It's a secular, you know, community-based celebration, right. but I just think the symbolism and the words scream to the to the church mind that this just sounds like some other belief system. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Now, now Crystal, every year it starts off, the jump off of, of, of Kwanzaa is at uh, New Bethel. It has been for years. And obviously New ever since we've been celebrating Kwanzaa in Youngstown longer than I've been living. Wow. And from the very first time that we celebrated Kwanzaa, New Bethel Baptist Church opened its, its doors to us. So and, and let's give it's shout been out around to... since 1966. I was born wow. in 1970. I've been celebrating this since 1970, but we have been celebrating it here pretty much the whole time. Wow. And New Bethel Baptist Church has always opened its doors to us from day one. When others were skeptical and was like, what is that? And what are y'all doing? New Bethel always opened our, their doors to us. So that's why we're still there. And once again, we give a big shout out to Pastor Simon. And Starting with dad, Lonnie Simon. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. Yes. Lonnie Simon, yes. New yes. Bethel, and yes. Penny Simon. Simon is who started it, yes. You, you know what is absolutely boss that I want to do? They not only have the, the, the Christian flag, but they have the Pan-African flag up in their church. And you know, I'm, 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 I might just throw one up in my church to see hey, what happens. Hey, hey. See, I think it's important awesome. that we celebrate and recognize our culture. And Kwanzaa is not a substitution for Christmas. It is not something that you do in lieu of Christmas. We still celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Christmas as the birth of Christ as, as it should be, you know, um, through, over the years, I've kind of taken the commercial aspect out of Christmas. And I celebrate it as the birth of Christ. And that's just my choice. So I still celebrate Christmas. But Kwanzaa, it's a whole different. The, the seven principles are things that you shouldn't just reflect on at the end of the year. They're pretty much principles that we should embody throughout the year and throughout our lives, just as a practice of how we should do. So just to be able to reiterate those things um, toward the end of the year as we make resolutions and things like that. I think is a good thing. And it's not something that churches just shy away what, from. What? It's, not in, in, it's not a substitution to our religion. It's not a religious thing at all. So are there other pushbacks or, or arguments that people have made that you're aware of over the years that you've had to kind of answer or bring clarification to? So it's not a religion or religious. That, that's one pushback that people give. 
is there anything else like do people believe it's supposed to be attached again because of the language and the African background? It's attached to African spirits or African, you know, do you get any pushback or any other things? No, I've never heard any of that stuff. People just tend to think that it's, it's a black Christmas and it's people who don't understand. Like in recent years, Kwanzaa is getting more more attention. So it's becoming more commercial and more um, mainstream. But like I said, it's been around for ever. <laughs> Um, now, you know, um, my family is very strong uh, in this. My family has always been uh, heads up and, and doing these things. Now, you know, obviously, I don't think I really got to know my family until I was literally in the ninth grade. Wow. Uh, that's when I really, you know, began. And I wish I'd, I wish I'd have been around as a kid to know, because when, once I, the first time I went I think the biggest reservation I had was not the actual principles, but uh, the libations. It kind of like, that kind of like scared me a little bit. It, it, not that it scared me, but it's just like, okay, what are we doing here? Um, yeah. Into, yeah, so, so describe that. What yeah, is so, that? So, so describe to us what libations is, what it means, so that people can know once they get to see what it is. Okay, libations is just, it's a ceremony that is a part of the rituals of Kwanzaa where we remember our ancestors and remember remember those who have gone on before us. So it's a way of paying tribute to those who have gone on before us. So um, during that time, we will, um, you know, everyone stands and we sprinkle water from the unity cup because the water is kind of a symbolization of, symbolization of bringing that life back, you know, you know, renewing life. And we call out the names of those either close to us or national figures or whoever you feel we need to remember, you know, just bringing okay. the ancestors back in the room. That's all it is. Now my, aunt, now my, my, my sanctified antennas went up when you said bring the ancestors back. So not bringing them you, back. Yeah. I feel it. I'm just, I'm just asking for clarification for the, for the audience. So, so not bringing them back. Not bringing them back. Ancestors. Remember right, right. where we came from. Remember who paved the road to get us to where we are now. Right. Absolutely. Remembering those who we loved, our loved ones, our friends, our you know, family who have died, but who right. were there. Just remembering them. And I mean, it is it's you know, it's nothing. I mean, obviously it's not the same thing, but it's it's you know, the song came out. You know, this is for my homies. Right. You know, it ain't they, no not, 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 not I sit my, my 40 to my homies. <laughs> exactly. I'm just they, saying. they pour a little bit out for the homie. Right, 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 right. So you pour, pour a little bit out for Pookie and them. <laughs> exactly. I, I get it. It's the same concept. It. So, so, Crystal, tell us, how can a family, a community group, perhaps even a church or a group of churches, mm -hmm. if they haven't ever, if, if it's foreign territory to them, how would they get started? You know, some people might be intimidated. Should they join up or find somebody who's already doing it? Are there materials they can buy or a guide? Um, I mean, you know, what can they do? I mean, there's material all over the place. Um, locally, okay. <laughs> locally, I don't even want to put my family out there, but we're a really good resource. We celebrate publicly. Um, and then we will celebrate. Well, maybe we haven't done the public because of COVID, but. We celebrate privately at home too. So it really is something that we embody and embody these principles in our lives. But if any if somebody wanted to get involved, um, you can do research to find out what uh, things you would need. 
um, in terms of the candle holder and the candles and different things like that. Um, but it probably would be a good idea to find someone that celebrates and go to a celebration so you can see how it is how it is done and how it is practiced and ask questions of those people too to you know get an idea of how it's done because a public celebration is a little different than the at-home celebration typically Absolutely. if we do it in public we still do we still go through the rituals um and we may have like a entertainment aspect and things like that you'll have someone who speaks on the principle of the day um so you know just to kind of bring it home so you go through those at home you still light the candles and you still recite the principles and you still reflect and you still do um the libations um but it's just it's not as an elaborate ceremony it's more just private so. And I would just I would just add to that, you know, because I know a lot of people who want to do this and who want to have these ceremonies and things of that nature. The reason they want to do it is a lot of it is based upon uh, Harambe, but Harambe can't come to every church. They can't be at every service. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of practice. And exactly. I think that, you know, if you're going to bring it somewhere, you might have to, you know, get your own dancers your own things such as that y'all so. coming to my church though I'm, i mean y'all coming to our church so <laughs> i don't care if you can't come to everybody's church but and but, but you know that is you're right research and and get the things that you need um they're not really hard to find locally you may not find it but online you can definitely find it right. um you can google the principles to find out what they are you know and things like that um if you google kwanz it actually gives you the um the symbols too because like Okay, I'll just go through the symbols. So when you do your table, you have your Kanara, which is seven candles. Okay. And then you have, um, oh, your Kanara is your candle holder. <laughs> and you have your seven candles. You have a mat. Um, like the candle, candle holder represents the family tree. Seven candles represent the principles. Then you have your mat or your foundation. So that's like the foundation. You have fruit which is your mazal, so that represents the harvest. You have ears of corn, which are your muhindi, that represents children. So normally you have the number of ears of corn on the table that you have children in the family. If you have no children, you always put on at least one ear in hopes of, in, in the idea of all children are our children. And so, you know, it takes a village. And so it's in the hopes of just bringing children and raising children, and helping children. So you always put out at least one. You have your um, Kikombe Child Mojo or your Unity Cup. That's what you use to sprinkle the water um, during the libation ceremony. When you're home, you do it a little different. Uh, well, now it might be way different. But typically, we would each member of the family would sip from the Unity Cup to show togetherness of the family. Um, I'm trying to think what else. We do give gifts during Kwanzaa. Um, they are called Zawadi, but they are needed gifts. So you either buy from a black vendor, it's a handmade gift or a needed gift. So if somebody needs some socks, that's their Kwanzaa gift. Um, if you have a child and you want them to be, you know, you might buy them some books because that's promoting education and growing Amen. their mind. Um, so um, so you, those are things that you would have on your table. Um, okay. You would need to do your table. 
Oh, thank you so much, Chris. We're going to let you go. But I got one more question before I let you go. Me and Pastor Todd are going to finish this up. But at the end of Kwanzaa, mm -hmm. uh, at the end of Kwanzaa ceremonies, at the end when we we, we were over Aunt Cynthia's, and it was always um, our great Uncle Ron. He would he would do it three times. So, uh, how how many times we do it? You're talking about Harambe. Is that what you say? Is that what Harambe yeah. Harambe? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We always end with Harambe, and Harambe means let's all pull together. So you put your hand, you put your hand up in a clutching motion, and you pull down in a fist seven times, and say Harambe when you pull down, and then on the seventh time you hold it as long as you can, and then give yourself applause. So that's how. Wow, it, yeah, that's how we end wow. that, that, that's that's beautiful. Uh, that's beautiful. Thank you, Crystal. If anybody has questions you'd like to ask, uh, we're going to let Crystal go, but type them in the comments. We'd be happy to connect you with Crystal Davis, uh, who came to talk to us about, as a part of our Christ versus Culture uh, conversation, the celebration of Kwanzaa. And I think that that's something worth exploring and talking about with our families and community groups. And because, Warren, we don't, we don't, in our city, our hometown, we don't see Kwanzaa celebrations, and that would be a beautiful thing to do. I see Leah watching. Uh, I might have to task her with that and give her the Kwanzaa ministry. But everybody give it up for Crystal Davis for being with us. Thank you so much, my sister. Take care. Bless Thank you. you. Take care. Bye-bye. Man, that was great information. It was. It was. That, that was great information. It made me think. It made me reconsider because, you know, I'm not going to put a scripture on it, what people would do. But the fact of the matter is you fear what you don't know. Absolutely. And all churches and religious groups become like a bit of a bubble to themselves and anything outside of that bubble is fearful. And as I said to her a little bit, the idea of symbols, the idea of any type of what we would call ritual, I think that Christians of all stripes struggle with anything that involves any sort of ritual because they think, honestly, all rituals are spiritual as in competing or alternate alternatives right, to right, their spiritual right. ritual mm -hmm. where it can simply be routine. For instance, if you made a commitment to your family that we're going to have family dinner every Sunday after church, right. that is a family ritual or routine mm -hmm. tradition. It is not necessarily a spiritual one, as in right. Right. this is now my faith or I'm adding this into my faith. And now this is a part beside Jesus is Stanford family dinner. You know what I mean? It's, it's communion, baptism and Stanford family dinner. And I think we struggle because Words like symbols and rituals and even, of course, libation definitely scares the heck out of everybody. Right. Okay. You know, we, we ain't pouring no water. You know, I, I've watched. Right. I watched someone do a libation at a funeral uh, and they had a little plant and they just poured the water into people was really like the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus against you. Now, honestly, I think her explanation that this is not a spiritual thing as much as just a tradition, a right, cultural right, thing. Right, right, right. Now, does it matter if somebody is treating it like a spiritual thing? What if they are? Uh, I, I mean, even if they are, I don't think it is. And I mean, you can you can treat a car like a motorcycle, but it's not. You know what I mean? You can treat anything like it. Right. But I mean, I think, you know, the if we maybe if we understood what they meant maybe if we understood what these term, term terminologies meant you know such as unity and such as collective economics you know right. these are things the black community needs regardless of of what the name is right. these are things the black community needs to, to come together and to be able to buy 
from one another and stop going outside. Not, not that there's anything wrong with going to the mall, but it's also not anything wrong with buying from the young brothers that's just trying to start up a business. Absolutely. And, you know, trying to get himself off the ground. So I think these are things that are needed. You know, when I was at Beulah and um, the first Kwanzaa, I, first year we'd done Kwanzaa, and they'd been doing it for years. They'd done the second day for years. I, it absolutely astonished me how the community just showed up for that. I wow. mean, you know, wow. church completely packed, overflowed, people everywhere coming out. And it just amazed me, uh, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, uh, Reverend Simon, Reverend Macklin. Right. He done, I think, the fourth day. And I even went over to uh, Reverend Wilkins over on the east side for the for the fifth day. So, I mean, these things are absolutely necessary. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to come together and have our people do these things. Absolutely. And I, I agree. And I think that there are quite a few things that we need to pick up on and kind of poke at in just a minute. But we're going to take a quick technical break. We're going to take a quick technical break. Hang tight for about 30 seconds. Going to take a quick technical break. And uh, we have a question that's coming up. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But we are, uh, if you would hang tight for just a moment, we got to make sure our audio sources and our power sources are incorrectly. So just chill out for a minute. Okay, are we good? All right. We wanted to make sure we were good. Y'all saw last time when you started talking too crazy and the devil got in the equipment. So <laughs> we wanted to make sure we were straight. So Tatum Osborne asked the question, is there a difference between libation and lighting a candle uh, and having a moment of silence. And that's the thing. That's really good. That's the thing. Churches do so many different things that we could say are not in the Bible. There's no Christmas Eve candlelight service in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Lent isn't in the Bible. A lot of churches do celebrate right, Lent right, and, right. And, and things like that. Uh, ashes, uh, moments of silence, lighting a candle in memory of loved ones. We do it every year at our church just to memorialize you know, that, you know, so I think, again, I and the point I was trying to make to her, and maybe this is where we take it, Christ first culture, in particular black culture, I'm about to go in deep, is are we afraid to be too black in the black church? Definitely. We're afraid to be too black Definitely. in the black church. And so as long as it's universal in general and something that other people, namely Caucasians, cannot feel threatened by and we not feel embarrassed by, we'll do every other tradition. Churches do all kind of stuff in the name of outreach, evangelism, community engagement, unity that would technically not be found in the Bible. But again, you put some words that you have a hard time pronouncing because they're from another language in another time, umaja, um, um, ujama, whatever it is, imani, and you start doing that and people start tightening up. Absolutely. I think there has to be an answer to the question of what does it mean for the black black church still in the hood where where does the black church still fit in how do we still make a difference and i think you know you said it years for years that we are still the only uh infrastructure in the in, in, in the, in black, the community. black community that holds weight and i think the weight that we hold needs to come from within Right from without this community, and we need to be blacker. We we the, definitely the, need to the be black, blacker. The black church needs to be blacker. And I, I made this comment. I know we have viewers of of all races and stripes and all of those things. To be honest, and and, and all of that, uh, 
Thank you, Crystal. Crystal answered, we light the candles uh, to represent the principles and the moment of silence after libations just as a final reflection. It's two separate practices. Thank you, Crystal. I think the context of Tatum's question was, what's the difference between lighting uh, a candle like in any sense? Like mm -hmm. I said, we right, do right, on our right, church right, anniversary right, right. and libation. So what I'm saying is we get afraid of that libation. But we're not afraid of lighting a, a candle, candle right, right. at Christmas time or when it's time to memorialize somebody who died in the church or in the community. We don't mind having we did it at our a class reunion, mm -hmm. you know, all the ones who died. We do it at our annual church anniversary, everybody who died from last year to this year. And so I think, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Pastor Tatum, that the feeling is if we can do some rituals and say that this is not anti-Christ or anti-Jesus and be OK with it, why can't you do another one? And, 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 and why do why is it that if it is black centered, if it is our heritage, if, if, if it has to do with where we've come from, that's what kind of makes us. And draw we're back. simply honoring, you know. My mother passed away when, when we do libations, I call my mother's name out because I honor my mother, what she's done for me, what she's meant to me. And, and, and let me let me poke at that, because that became an issue during the Black Lives Matter movement, because people started to. And, and it is in some people's philosophies. It doesn't mean it's everybody's philosophy. And that becomes the, the, the question of if it means something to someone else, does it have to mean the same thing to you? Because even the phrase, say their name, say his name, mm -hmm. say her name. There were people, and I think it's written somewhere that saying their name keeps their spirit alive and blah, 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 and da, 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 da. And so, of course, Christian saints, right, people right. who believe that, and, and we do, we, we don't believe in conjuring the dead. We do not believe in ghosts absolutely, and spirits. Absolutely. And uh, most Christians don't believe in that. And now folks just say all kinds of stuff. Like my mom was with me. I had a dream about mm -hmm. her. I saw her in my room, whatever. But in traditional Christian theology, we don't believe in ghosts or bringing people back. It's believed to be sin, a part of witchcraft, whatever, whatever. What I'm saying is simply saying their names as a part of libation or protest or whatever. Then that becomes a rallying cry to say, look, Christians, don't get involved in that. Don't, don't. Don't go to that protest because they're chanting something. I saw some of our peers, some of Absolutely. our pastor friends say Absolutely. that. Don't get involved in that because you are participating in a demonic chant. Every day, Pastor Todd, every day on Facebook, I see happy heavenly birthday. Every day I see every Christians go to day. cemeteries and visit the graves. It's, 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 say stuff like my mom's memory is alive in me and my children. Absolutely. And I remember what they said. So I think here's the sad thing. We have a toxic sense of mysticism against ourselves right and we don't think that way and i'm not here to beat on this dead horse but we all know that pay, that 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 christianity uh has all types of european rituals intermixed that we have come to accept and say well this is just the way we do it because it's been here for mm -hmm. so long even as we acknowledge that we know that some of the summer solstice and the winter solstice and the harvest festival that doggone it down to the days of the week. If you don't believe Absolutely. in paganism, find another day, find another name for the days of the week. How about that? If you don't believe in any in, in following anybody else's names or labels, then what does Sunday mean? Because it don't mean S-O-N day. It doesn't at all. It doesn't. Sunday is is a is is a is about the Greek gods and the Roman traditions, the months of the calendar. So why are we so afraid? And we will preach it down. We will talk it down. We will tell folk don't get involved in all that, but we do it the most when it's us. You know who doesn't do that? Our white friends who worship the American flag next to the cross in their churches. Well, well, 
You know who doesn't do that? Our Greek Orthodox friends who don't mind being called the Greek Orthodox churches, the Roman Catholic Church, the Eastern Orthodox Church. You even have the Slovak and and different, you know, Slovenian churches, and, and they don't mind making their culture a part of their faith expression. They don't look at themselves and say, no, that's in Greece. That's in Slovenia. That's in Rome. That that's not us because that clashes, and I think that's a problem it, for it, us. They don't. They don't mind cr- clashing. They take pride mm-hmm. in who they are, where they're from. You know, we we we're the only ones being told. We literally you're we, too you're too much of your ethnicity. We literally will only wear our dashikis. Oh yeah, or oh, whatever. Yeah, and yeah. On, Black on Black History, History Month, Month and, uh, yeah, I, I got to get mine out. By the way, I got I got I got to send my stuff to the cleaners. Uh, and you are too, by the way. <laughs> but but and then we do look strange. Black folk look strange at black folk for dressing black. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we all we we all do it. And so we and then here's the crazy thing: we have been taught that you should not infiltrate your Christianity with your culture, but only as long as your culture is not the dominant. European culture. Right, right, right. right. It is perfectly fine to infiltrate Christianity with American culture. It's perfectly fine to infiltrate Christianity with European culture. Mm -hmm. It is perfectly fine to sing anthems and and melodies that predated the hymn that was written and they threw some lyrics to some old classical music from Germany and from Italy. And 100 and 300 years later, they put some Christian or God sounding lyrics on it. And it really was a pop song. It really was a, a popular <laughs> song that they sang it. They'll tell you these, these, some of these hymns we sing were like bar songs that they changed the words to. Wow. And they'll tell us. And then, can I go a step further, Jeff? Go ahead. You, you, you my peers, now, my you counterparts would tell me, well, that makes it hard for us to worship with you and come across the aisle because I can't be in a place where I feel like a foreigner or a foreigner or a stranger, or you're going to talk to black. And I, my answer to that, Pastor Jeff, and I've told you this, and I've told a few of my white peers to their faces, y'all wasn't coming anyway. That's it. Y'all wasn't coming anyway. Because I've gone whole years not saying really anything radical. Don't, don't let these last few years fool you or, you know, what I've become known for, you know. I've gone years just preaching about Jesus and salvation and grace and blessings and all that stuff. And and I think I did a pretty good, intelligent job of doing it, that if I was as good enough for these other individuals who don't live in our community or or come to our churches, I would have had them by now. They wasn't coming. So the idea that we're too black or the things we talk about, if we address justice issues or we express our culture or we have red, white and green, excuse me, red, black and green on our on our churches somewhere, that that's. That that's what's holding people back? Well, here's the thing, Pastor Ty. I don't even care. There it is. I don't even care. Listen, you keep your... Keep, uh, keep, keep what you do. Keep your, your hash brown casserole. Keep going. Keep your hash brown casserole. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Right. I'm going to eat my ribs I'm and black eyed peas. That's it. That's you it. know what I mean? We're just... It's two, different, it's two different things. But don't be upset with me for being... Or for... For stating or for loving my blackness. I've always said, honestly, that it doesn't even come from the outside. It even comes from the inside because we will fight us. If I, I don't have to take down our American flag, which I would never do. We do have an American flag in our church. That has been a tradition of our church. And I think it is not so much a worship of it, but just an acknowledgement 
that goes back. And, and maybe it shouldn't be there. Maybe we should challenge ourselves of why do we have any type of country in the church whatsoever? But I bet you if I propose that I put a Pan-African flag next to it, even though it's off to the side in a corner, somebody would say, what's that all about? Absolutely. Well, here, here's the well, question. I just get one for Black History Month and just never take it down. <laughs> here's the question before, because we, we, um, you know, we got 10 minutes. We good. Here's a question that most people are going to say, and many people will ask. Now, I want you to answer this and answer this as honestly as you can. The question that many people will say is, it's not a black or white issue. It's a sin issue. Well, what's not a black or white issue? I mean, what's a sin oh, issue? Preju- uh, prejudice, uh, people not wanting to come over. It's, 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 it's not a black or white issue. All right. All right. If somebody rapes your daughter, I'm going to tell them it's not a sexual assault issue. It's a sin issue. There you go. You just broke it down at four foot it never be broken. Yeah, it's a sin issue with a specific focus and effect right. that needs to be addressed. Absolutely. If I rob your house, like it's not a rob, it's not a burglary issue, it's a sin issue. <laughs> Pray for it. You wouldn't accept that. Right. You would demand remedy, regardless of the category, according to what it was, you would demand remedy and, and for the situation to be rectified. Based on what it is, you would not generalize it if it was anything else. Right. Nobody said the terrorist attacks were not a geopolitical issue or, or a war issue. They were a sin issue. Nobody said, let's pray for the people that did 9-11 and plotted and planned it. Come on, sir. And because it's a sin issue that we believe if we pray hard enough, the Holy Ghost will fall on them and they'll repent and come and say they're sorry. No, you hit back. You fight back. And, and that goes to let's talk culture. We're the only culture taught not to be strong. And determined and protective That's right. of That's ourselves. Right. That's right. We're told that if attacks come our way and if oppression comes our way and if persecution comes our way, you pray for those that persecute you, love your enemies. Let let a, a, a Muslim walk in this country with a gun and see who's turning the other cheek. Man. Let, I met a Christian friend, evangelical, conservative, whatever you want to call it, and half most of us either who didn't want to punch anybody in the face and bomb any country to smithereens that wasn't some impact on us. And so, again, culture becomes a problem only as long as it's black culture. You know, can we be, when we acknowledge our ancestors, you know, that we're, I, I, I've wrestled with that because I don't want to get into what we talked about. I don't know what to call it, necromancy or when you, that's the, you know, when, when you're pulling people back Prep from the, the dead, dead and, yeah, you know, and all that kind yeah. of thing. And forgive me if I get the word wrong. I could have said something really crazy, but excuse me. That's right. That's but, right. But we're told we're not into that. We're told we're not supposed to focus on that. Don't focus on the ancestors. Don't let that Wakanda stuff get your attention. Don't let that stuff. But we steady putting up portraits of Thomas Jefferson and, and Benjamin Franklin and Martin Luther. Our, White churches are named after white folk that are dead. That's right. Named after Martin Luther. And you come to tell me that, that I can't acknowledge Marcus Garvey? Come on. Come Thomas on. Jefferson ripped out half the Bible. I'm sorry. Necromancy is having sex with the dead. You're correct. Necromancy is having sex with the dead. Necro something is remembering the dead or bringing them back. Was necro- no, necro- ne- ne- necrology is remembering and you know, knowing the dead, you know, necrology. And okay. I don't want to get it wrong. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. Necromancy is when people do disgusting things with, with the dead. So okay. welcome to religiously incorrect, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but anyway, but for some reason, there are certain ancestors, as long as you don't call them ancestors, as long as you call them patriots, as long mm-hmm. as you call them people who laid a foundation for a certain cultural bent, 
It's fine to keep their names alive. It's fine to have statues of them in churches. Uh, okay, now we are really getting deep about what that is. <laughs> Okay, all right. I didn't bring up sex this time, y'all. <laughs> it, it was that's me. The time. It was me. That's the time. Okay, necromancy is communicating with the dead. Thank you very much. I was right the first time. Necromancy is speaking I thought with so. the dead. I thought so. Okay, I was right, Mike. You was wrong. Love you, bro. Uh, <laughs> and, and necrophilia, you're correct. Thank you, Sister Johnson. So anyway, so we have to be strong enough. And you know what? Sometimes I feel like we're too far gone to where we're really fighting ourselves. And we don't want to feel like we were wrong. And I, this might sound weird to some people, but I think that even some of our elders among us that have fully bought into churches, we know it, that is a black church, but still in a white context, they feel offended that there's corrections they have to make after all these years. And it kind of pulls away at their esteem to have to say, I really did bow down too much Absolutely. to that. And we do need to turn the corner. And I applaud anybody who will acknowledge that. But but honestly, I think people don't want to acknowledge that because they would have to acknowledge some things about themselves and what they accepted for years. Absolutely. I mean, all you have to do is look back at the whole taking a knee thing and how long it, you know, how that didn't even that didn't last hardly one season, you know, because we we will not. We have not yet took this thing to a whole level where we just consistently stay on the ball and stay and keep these things in our, in the forefront of our, our views, what's going on. And we have to, we have to begin to do that. Tatum has a great uh, comment that she made earlier. She says, uh, I believe it's because we, the the descendants of slaves over centuries have been taught that our African cultural identity is deficient, our African cultural and identity. I believe that's correct. And we won't admit that. And here's the funny thing. We take a certain pride and comfort and solace. Here's a crazy thing. We have in the black church learned how to take solace in the black church while at the same time being somewhat ashamed of the black church. It's almost like having a a boyfriend or a mate or a girlfriend that you're afraid to show in public. Absolutely. But you don't mind finding comfort and companionship with them, but you wouldn't want to walk around in their full publicly maybe they because in their mind don't know how to act right or it doesn't mesh with other people and i believe that we are that way about the african-american church we love ourselves internally matter of fact some black churches don't want to be streaming and doing things like that because it 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 feels like and maybe for rightful it is too much hooping and hollering and all but if i can sit there and listen to your lights and smoke and rock and roll you can listen to my hoop absolutely absolutely if i can listen to your guitars and all that stuff then I had a video of a little boy saying amen to me, you know, watching one of my little kids that he couldn't come to church. Then you can listen to all that hooping and, and ain't God all right, because we cannot be ashamed of who we are. And don't get it twisted. We do have some black pastors, Freddie Haynes and uh, Jamal, you know, Jamal Bryan, Bryan, William Barber. Yeah, William Barber. And we have locally, too. Locally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some, But we only talk that. But but uh, let's just talk locally. And many of the pastors we know, we only talk that tough talk around us. If I, if I got a bunch of local ministers in the room, African-American ministers, and, and we could be Black Pride, have a doggone Black Panther rally together in the room, let two or three or four of our white ministers walk in and we'll back off. Some of for us the most will. Part. Some of us Some will. of us will. I'm going to fight. Some of us will. All my life, I had give to me, fight. Give me, give me you, myself, and uh, what was the other one's name? 
Oh, don't bring Pastor Murray. Give me Pastor, Pastor Murray. Murray. <laughs> Give me Pastor I'll Murray. Shout out Pastor Samson Murray. Give me Samson Murray. Samson Murray. He will say some things. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> really want to start. He will say some things. And 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 and, and I, I I really believe that we have to check ourselves. It is a complicated history. And because we don't wrestle honestly with that complicated history in this age of intellect and renewed pride and awareness of who we are and where we've come from, we are actually failing a generation Absolutely, from being able to embrace the what we feel is a unique, honestly, it's a Christianity that really is all our own. Absolutely. It really is a Christianity that is all our own and we have to take it that way. And, and you know what? Let me just hit this before we hit some of the comments because Crystal said some great things. Yeah, Leah just said some great yeah, things. I want to hit no. one point though. Matter of fact, put up Joseph's point because I want to ask this question. I want to answer this question. Joe asked, how do we as a black community get on the same page? How do we as a black community get on the same page? I believe that a key part of it will involve the church and our religious institutions. I believe it involves a new generation of mutual respect. And Leah had a comment about it. She'll put it up in a second about how people have given these type of comments that actually offends. Absolutely. As you know, I'm offended. I just read by saying things like we should thank God for slavery because it brought us salvation and brought us out of being heathens. As if, number one, as if, number one, Christianity did exist in Africa. We're not going to pretend like it existed all the way on the, you know, the coast. Right, where right, maybe right, ever, right, right. But it did exist. But number two, all cultures were, were of multiple, multiple religions and had different phrases and times and seasons of paganism, Christianity. And it is a Christian context. So we are going to thank God for Christianity being present among us. But when you say things like that that way, and as she said, that person grew from that, that turns people off. But on Absolutely. the other side, if you do have people that are making effort and perhaps people that came before us that were doing the work, trying to lift our people Stop disrespecting the black church Absolutely. for all that it offers and provides. And if beliefs are different, at least have mutual respect. And coming together involves both ways. We need to make more effort to acknowledge who we are and where we come from. But our black friends, our woke friends, our conscious friends, those who may not ascribe to Christianity should also have a mutual respect for the black church and the unique place and role that it plays and stop calling us some tool of oppression from the white man. Because here's my or, question, or Pastor some Tom, Jeff. Tom, Uncle Tom, Uncle Christianity. No. You, you tell me what system is not a tool of the white man? Why is the church the tool of the white man and not the stock market? You can go in the stock market and decide, I'm going to go make my money, even if the white man runs it. Even if the white man runs the New York Stock Exchange, which he does. Even if he manipulates the Dow Jones, which he does. Even if he flips markets and causes inflation to happen and decides when to raise and lower interest rates, which he does. We decide that if we make it our own, if we share knowledge, we can empower each other to make money in this system. Then why can't I do the same thing, which, by the way, our elders and ancestors already have done, take that thing that was once used to oppress us and that some did use to harm us and say, we made this our own. You can't right. infiltrate this. This belongs to us. We own real estate. We have a meeting place. Well, Pastor Todd, the truth of the matter is we're only uh, used by the white man until we need to do your funeral, until we need to do your funeral or your wedding, your baby shower. And then, then, right. we, want, then, we, then we be your peoples. But, then but, but, then but, we're your peoples. You're absolutely we right. Peoples, yeah. and, and you owe it to us. Right. And then, then as far as what Leah said, this is the same person who probably will 
preach and share that God is omnipresent. He's everywhere at right, the same right, time, right, right. you know, but he wasn't over there in, in Africa. He wasn't in Africa. He couldn't he have been in Africa. Africa. And that's what Dante said. Thank you, Principal Capers. Leave it up to an educated man to know what he's talking about. It all starts with acknowledgement that what we see is authentic. Uh, Christianity is actually Christianity with the Euro-American slant. Exactly. Mm, we it. think that I if it is it. not European, if it don't come out of the Methodist hymn book, if it is not based in Charles Wesley and 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 and, and Martin Luther and John Wesley and all those, if it, it which they made wonderful contributions, but so did the African Church Fathers, who yes, actually gave yes. us the doctrine that they studied. Mm -hmm. And it goes back to every area of life: math, science, health, and yes, religion, including the Christian religion. You can't touch it without African influence. So here's my thing, Pastor Jeff. So the the church should not be ashamed of what they are the originators of. Come on, sir. We need to peel back and say, if it started with us, or at least we were always a part of it in some frame or some way, We yes, we went through seasons where because of military domination and the advent of slavery, an upper hand was gained and control was taken right. over something that at least a part of us or some of us or some of our ancestors were already a part of, and that now we're the ones diminishing and calling ourselves deficient. Because we're living in a in a land that that you know in a, in a land that's not really ours, and living according to traditions that don't belong to us, but we think that that white tradition, that European tradition, that American tradition, is more legitimate than our own traditions. That we can't know Jesus from a black perspective. We've already proved we can, but something in the back of our mind I, and that really sticks with me: solace and shame in the same church. Wow! wow. Solace and, and shame. shame. I, I come to the church to find refuge, but I reject it publicly because I'm embarrassed by it. Mm -hmm. You don't want a dignified funeral, like you said, when you do these funerals. You don't want, you want, I won't complain. You want his eyes on the sparrow. You want <laughs> tears and da, da 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 but you don't want anybody to see it. And so I would say that there are pastors and that we, we're trying to be that for a generation. Now, here's what I won't ask you to do. I'm not going to ask you simply for blackness sake to reject what you believe or don't believe mm -hmm. because that would not be authentic Christianity. That's right. That's and I've right. had people who have come to the church or joined us, been a part of the church and they have respect for the church ministry, but maybe they're not able to square with the core doctrine and that's okay. You don't have to, you don't have to get in water. You don't believe in, you don't have to take communion. You don't believe in as a black man, we can still respect each other and work with each other, but it would be wrong of us, honestly, to, expect and people did it for generations they just became or acted christian because it was the thing to do yeah. and we as pastors have to be honest enough to say if it's not your true conviction then we do believe you can engage you can come we can work together we can partner we can collaborate but you don't have to pretend jesus is your lord and savior if he's not because we got enough things doing that already come on sir <laughs> we got enough members doing that already well, I knew this episode would bring the bring the uh, Martin Luther Todd back out. <laughs> Don't show this to my constituents. <laughs> but I, I absolutely I love my it. political page. No, but but they're, they're all valid points. Yeah, def definitely, definitely, definitely. I think it's something that we 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 need to talk about, and we need to keep it at the forefront. Yeah, uh, especially of our black churches. And 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 I want to hit two things, man. I, I want to hit something. First of all, let's look at Joseph Napier. He said, that's true. And there is a story behind this. Joseph Napier said, that's true. When you look at the Baptist denomination, when the black upper class left and started their own, that did happen. And actually, many people don't know 
the Progressive Baptist Church, the, the Progressive Baptist Church, uh, which is not his individual right, church, right, right. but it is a denomination. Martin Luther King, excuse me, Fred Shuttlesworth, Ralph Abernathy, and some other allies tried to start a Baptist platform of pro-civil rights, pro-justice in the 60s, and it got shot down, almost literally a fight in the National Baptist Convention. And that's where the Progressive Baptist Convention came from. It was birthed in like 61 or something like that. There was literally a fight and the guy fell off a stage and died, like in one of those big church fight meetings uh, over this. And they tried to kind of take over with a more justice, social issues focused platform and saying, if we're going to be a black Baptist denomination, we should be at the forefront of the movement. Absolutely. And they said, no, we should be Jesus you know, focused and not get entangled in that. And that tension always existed. But Michael Irvin, Michael Irvin, uh, Michael Irvin Walker said that there was docile, you know, and very weak. And I'm honest, I'm going to disagree with you, bro. We come from strength. We come from people. What was the, what it, was it, the you comment? Can go down. You can go down. It's down. It's down. Well, you guys are speaking of rising up. Go up. Go up. You guys are speaking of rising up. It's the long one. Now, and I will say that I agree with you to a point, Mike. But on another point, I will not call our elders and our ancestors docile. I will not call the people who built the bricks of our churches and put their pennies down and often stood against oppression. Everybody didn't. But a lot of people did a lot of things that you will never know about. Absolutely. And a lot of people did some things that we do know about and we ignore. You don't build whole communities. As much as we talk about all these black churches and why we got so many, you don't build all these churches out of nothing. Just that, just the the couple months ago when you had the the, the seniors yes. from Warren and what they talk about, what they spoke about, and how you know I never knew down there on Pine Street and all those things that, the, that these black men uh, went through and had right. to go through, and you know coming from the South. These were powerful men. These were men who, and, and who I, had something to Absolutely. Work. I mean, people don't know, and I, I, I brag on Second all the time. At one point, Second had its own small, uh, uh, what do you call it? Bank, uh, right? Bank. It, it's on credit union, kind of credit, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. community credit union. We we have one of the oldest. They was loan sharks, y'all. Loan sharks. <laughs> <laughs> we have one of the oldest, longest running, continuous daycares a business run out of our church. Absolutely. You know, uh, the oldest Girl Scouts troop in the area run out of our church. Uh, We have black ministers who are still alive and some who are gone who protested the police to their face, who got arrested. Lonnie Simon got arrested, you know, before. Who got arrested, who protested the newspapers to their face for the way they reported on black folk. My notes in my church and many other churches notes talk about how we will fight against police dogs. We will elect our own officials. We bought up property. The reason we own so much property, second and many other churches do it because they put their money together and bought it and built it and gave our place. So when I hear people say, and I'm not disagreeing to fight you for the mic, but when I'm hearing people say that these folk prayed all and didn't get nothing from it, I would say, go back and check the record. Now, just like some of our homes and communities, sometimes we didn't keep or maintain right. or bad behavior or, or misaligned, you know, uh, values, lost a lot of that. And But you can say the same about your grandma's house that you own that she had paid off and your family <laughs> lost it. And yeah. maybe it's not that it never happened. Maybe we didn't keep it and do or, or systems and the same oppression. Don't think for one second. Uh, and, and, and to my man, Mike, and other people who might feel this way, and I'm not just addressing you. 
Don't think for one second that some of these oppressive forces didn't see black folk doing too much and start infiltrating and undermining them. Absolutely. So you think all these crooked black preachers and all these failures and all this money that come up missing and all that stuff is just because black folk don't know how to act and Christianity is a failure? No, I think that even some of our some of those same white systems, they were tapping Dr. King. They were they, absolutely. I've been followed and called. And I had to know about it. I've been warned. And I've had people come watch out. This public official is watching you. This person. So I think that sometimes there is a lack of understanding that I know. And I don't I don't mean this disrespectfully. There are some conscious brothers, some woke brothers that have not gotten the threats I have gotten being a Christian pastor. Because honestly, some of them are not talking to the crowd I'm talking to that can actually do something. Got some money in their pocket and got a vote in their pocket. It's where a lot of redlining has taken place. Gentrification has taken place. It has taken place right here in the city of Warren. It has taken place in Youngstown, where we've, we've built up a city or a place of influence, of knowledge, of, of wealth. And, and you the know, same oppressive same, system same, same oppress- came in. Pushed against them. Yep. Why do you think building codes are what they are? Henny, you, you can't borrow, borrow, you, 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 y'all joke about the church raised all this money and, and never built a bathroom and did all that. If you know what it's like to go to the code enforcement <laughs> and the building to try to build, you'd be surprised. It is not just because we don't do nothing with the money. When they put so many regulations and a lot of that stuff is built for black and poor people to not be able to attain and achieve what they need to do. Where back in the day before that, you could get bricks, get free labor, do this. You got to have licenses. And I know it's for protection. They'll say, but don't think for one minute that some of these things that exist in nonprofit grant structure, the way our communities are treated. And yes, in the church aren't designed to hold us back from what we are capable of doing. And so I think we have to be stronger as a culture, but we also have to educate each other. Absolutely. We have to educate each other and have a mutual respect for each other so that if you don't pray to Jesus like I do, you're not running around spewing all the preachers are fake and phony. All y'all do is sleep with the women and take all the money and da 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 We know there are some. And can I say one more thing? The image of the slick preacher, the image of the ineffective church was not painted by black people. It was painted by white people. If you want to be real about it. They're the ones, and I don't mean all white folk, but you know what I mean? Those individuals who have always hated African and black culture and the power of black people, they are the ones that will keep, they're the one. Black people didn't send recordings of Dr. King misbehaving to Coretta. That's right. That's right. Black people didn't try to infiltrate the nation of Islam. You know, they used black people, Mm -hmm. but, but they, the force was from the system. So don't think for one minute that that force is not still in effect. It's- and let me say this as we close. In spite of all that, we are still here. We're still here. We're still on. And y'all can talk about it as much as you want to. On every corner, we're still here. I'm black and I'm proud. We're still coming. Churches still every, every Sunday in corner stores. Churches and corner stores. <laughs> some, of, some churches are in corner are stores. Are in corner stores. Corner <laughs> but, stores. but we're here. Baptist we're church. here and we're still right. making a difference. And I, and I believe that we can build upon our heritage and make more of our youth and even our adults aware of how we can broaden and expand our expression of faith within our own context. And that doesn't mean we're just being separatists and being mean. But again, my job is a minister to the people in front of me. Absolutely. And there aren't a huge amount of people coming over the tracks that I feel like I need to watch my tongue or do this or do that. And so if I know that uh, that helping 
my young brothers and sisters, that might be black and white, because sometimes it's not even a color issue, it's a poverty issue. And I keep the doors open so that we can work against these systems of oppression as we work against spiritual oppression. Then I believe that we're doing our job and our mission and culture is a part of it. Absolutely. Culture is a part of it. And thank you, Mike, for your, your comment. I really do. I really appreciate your comment. And you're right. Inaction. I believe inaction is demonic. When something is wrong right in front of you, the Bible says to know what's right to do and not do it is a sin. Absolutely. So whenever somebody says we just need to pray about it. I, I don't mind praying, but if there's an issue that's affecting our people and we can fix it. That's why Martin Luther King family is upset right now. That's it. Because he, he said, don't have another celebration. Don't have another celebration. Don't just lock arms and sing, we shall overcome. Go out and do something. Do something. Go out and do something. So culture is never going to go away. And I would encourage all of you, and this goes for every ethnicity, every background. I don't think we need to try to be colorblind or try to, or try to force people to deny who they are. I think we should have a greater mutual respect for who we are and learn how to operate around other people. So I'm not going to run in being assalamu alaikum or screaming in white people's face, but, I, but I'm going to be myself. And if they have their own traditions and which we all know that exists as the default tradition for everybody, we're going to work through that together, but I'm not going to be ashamed of who I am. Absolutely. And that's just the end of the story. Crystal, thank you so much. Hey, man, thank you, all everybody. All the comments, great comments, great feedback. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa to everybody else, <laughs> to everybody. We're going to do a Kwanzaa uh, a candle up here next time. We're going to have a big L lighted. We're doing libations. Tupac. Here's what I'll finish off with. Uh, I know that we don't believe in the Christians typically don't believe in you know certain ancestry things as much as those that might be. But I'd rather be in the ancestral plane than the sunken place. Woo, now that's a sermon, Doc. I, Doc, you can I, preach that. I, I'd, I'd rather be in six the days a week and twice on Sunday than in the sunken place. Brother. I, I'd rather acknowledge who my people are than be blind to what my people have gone through and are going through. Come on, sir. Even if it creates I conflict for me, even in my preaching and my teaching and my interactions, I'd rather be conflicted with the knowledge I have and find ways to fight while still being you know, engage with brothers and sisters that are not of my color and my culture. I'd rather have some fight in me that creates conflict than to just lay down and do nothing. That was powerful. We're going to end on that. We gonna end that on was that. powerful, Doc. Hey, y'all follow us. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Religiously Incorrect Podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and all other platforms. And listen to us on all of our audio. Wherever you listen to, to uh, Religiously Incorrect, wherever you listen to podcasts, share us. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Let us know subjects you want us to talk about. And we would love to tackle them. And we'd right? love for you to be a sponsor. You we want to be, a sponsor. to be a sponsor. If you want to be a sponsor, we are seeking more sponsors. We have millions of viewers all over the galaxy in the ancestral plane. They watch us. They watch us in Wakanda. You see Todd uh, needs some food, y'all. <laughs> I need to eat, y'all. I got my baby stealing. We ain't got no on. money. <laughs> I got my baby stealing. Hey, we want to thank our last sponsor from the Phillips family of businesses, the Phillips Care Training. They are the new owners of High Street Fitness. They're not the new owners anymore. They're the old owners, and they're a great example of Black economics at work yes, and Black health and wellness. Yes, They yes. will work you to death. Call my man, Mike Phillips. Look up Phillips Care Training on Facebook. If you need to get your body right for the new year, don't call Planet Fitness first. That's right. Come for me, Planet Fitness. I got you. Y'all drink the purple anyway. You don't scare nobody. Oh, Barney Check looking out Barney looking Fitness Center. Right. All right. Listen, check out Mike Phillips, Phillips Care Training, LLC. High Street Fitness in Cortland. They'll get you right. They'll get you fit for the new year. Hey, we love all you. 
Uh, take care. We got one more thing, Mike. What we got? Nikila, we're going to inbox you about being a sponsor. We're ready for more sponsors. We see that. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. God Praise bless you. I'm going to pass the plate. I'm going to send you a digital offering plate. In your <laughs> inbox. <laughs> hey, y'all. Take care. See you next week. Deuces. Go Steelers. <laughs>